Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey everybody, welcome back in second hour. Jimmy B and TC, the only live and local program during the lunch hour right here on the Big Talker 1700. Uh, we're going to deal with the breaking news that we had on at the first part of the show. Uh, the story broken by KCCI Sports Director Andy Garman about the Drake Athletic Director Sandy Hatfield Club stepping down as AD after about 11 years there and taking a position with a, a firm that uh, deals with, uh, I, I guess, I guess they're kind of like an intercollegiate athletics consulting firm. So they're going to have that news conference, and it's going to begin here in just a couple of minutes. And KCCI Andy Garman will be joining us in just a couple of minutes, Trent. I think this caught everybody pretty much by surprise. Yeah, it felt like we were past the time where Sandy Hatfield Club was going to lose her job. Now, that's uh, the case here. She wasn't fired. She resigned from her post. But, Jimmy B., you think there might have been uh, – a hand on the back trying to lead her out the door. Is that a fair interpretation of what you're thinking? You got me there, Jimmy B? Jim Brinson. Oh, no. Where'd Jimmy B go? We'll get him back up here in just a moment. Yeah, I, I think what you have when, when you go through and you look at this is a case where for Drake, did they... Not push. I don't think push her out is the right term for it. I don't think that's what you're looking at. I think it's more along the lines of, of a spot where you're looking at a possibility where they said, you're safe here, but you should be open to new ideas. Maybe that's a way to look at it. I don't know. We, we got Andy Garman in. He'll know more about this story coming up here in just a little bit. We will talk with him certainly a lot about that. He'll have a few minutes with us coming up here in just the uh, next few minutes. Jimmy B had to step away. We'll get him back lined up and ready to roll here in just a moment. But uh, also coming up this hour after Andy Garman, we have Alex Halstead stopping by at about 1.20 or so. A lot of Cyclone conversation with Alex. Open practice yesterday for the media. He had an opportunity to uh, jump on out and to talk a little bit about what was happening uh, with them. So uh, we'll talk some Cyclones football with him. Basketball, the roster is set. We've talked to Alex uh, before last week when we had Alex on. We talked to him about Zoran Talley, the newest addition to the program on the basketball side of things, what that's going to look like. But uh, this Iowa State football team, a lot of questions still to be answered. But one of the things that really jumped out yesterday when Coach Campbell was talking was that they well, they just are bigger. They look more like a football team. And there's been plenty of years when, you know, you go through the pictures from Media Day. You, you go through the, the different things that are happening on that side of things where Iowa State, they just didn't have that same physicality that you normally expect out of an Iowa State football team. That's not the case anymore. They're improving that avenue. Now, it's more about just looking the part. You have to also have to play the part. I think Iowa State's getting to that. Jimmy B, you back with us? Yes, we're connected again, pal. I'm ready to go. <laughs> good, good, good. 
You know, Jim, I, 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 I keep knocking that microphone out. I don't know how I do that. Well, we, I was just talking about the Cyclones here as we await the phone call from Andy Garman. And as we got Alex Halstead coming up here in 15 minutes, you know, one of the things that jumped off as Matt Campbell was talking yesterday, as he was talking about the gains that they made in the weight room, is that August camp that we hear every year? It is. We, we hear that all the time, sure. the gains that they've made in the weight room and those types of things. But there are times where Iowa State in past years didn't have the look 1 through 85 or 1 through even 50 of a Big 12 football team. They are starting to look physically like that. It's about more than just looking the part. you got to play it too. But I think they're making a step in that right direction, physically catching up to everybody else. Well, I agree with you from that standpoint. Look, I, I think the Cyclones hit a home run when they hired Campbell. You and I both felt that way. You could see the team maturing and getting better at the end of last season. And now and we always have to say, you know, pump the brakes a little bit here uh, for Iowa State fans. You can't go just totally bonzo and think you're going to win nine or ten games. But... This is a team that really appears to be on the move and trending in the right direction. And if that momentum continues, which you believe that it will, and if they can stay, Trent, relatively injury-free, in other words, if they the quarterback does not go down, sure. if they don't lose you know, a running back or two or a wide receiver or two, or Lord knows somebody on that offensive line, if they can stay reasonably healthy, we've talked about this, that they do have an excellent chance of being at least a six-win team. I mean, that possibility is real this year. It is real. It is real if they're ready to go from game one. Slip-ups are not allowed. At minimum, you have to be 2-1 and one in the non-conference. You might even have to be 3-0. and oh. You know, the, the deeper you dig into that, that Big 12 schedule, I really thought Baylor was continued to take a big step back this year in, in Matt Rule's first season there. I'm not so sure. It's going to be different for them. And they're going from the Bryles offense, the wide-open nature of it, the athletes all over the field. He wants to add a physical component to that. If he's able to do that right away, if he can bring that identity, look, they've recruited ridiculously well, especially for Baylor standards, before he mm -hmm. got there. So they got some dudes still in that program. How smooth the transition is that? That's going to be a question. How good is Kansas State going to be? A lot of people are calling them the dark horse. If it's not Oklahoma or Oklahoma State, it's Kansas State that people are talking about as, as that team that's going to be right there in contention still. We've seen how close those Iowa State-Kansas State games have been throughout the years. Now, the unfortunate part for Cyclone fans is they've been on the wrong side of it so many times and so many close, head-scratching, frustrating losses that they've had against the Wildcats. Still, with what has happened with Bill Snyder physically, and I've talked to a couple of people that were down there, Jim. I was talking with Pete right. Mundo last week. He just said he looked terrible. He looked really bad at Big 12 media days. That's scary. That's really scary. He couldn't even get through the spring game. He had to go up into the press box. That's going to be a transition that could be very questionable there. There's so many what-ifs in the Big 12 as a whole is kind of what I'm getting to. I agree with you on that 100%. Look, it, the door is open for Iowa State. There's no question about that. Uh, to go from a doormat team, which they have been the last few years under Paul Rhodes and then the first year for Campbell, to a team that can cause trouble. 
And if they mm-hmm. can pull off a, a road win someplace, you and I both think it might be Texas Tech. Uh, we thought that they might have a chance at Baylor, but you've made a pretty good statement about Baylor still having dudes that can play, and I agree with you on that. They're just not going to go away and be the dregs of the conference immediately. That's not going to be the case. But I really, truly believe, and I think when you said 2-1, and one, I think in order for a six-game winning season, I'm pretty close to saying that Iowa State has got to be 3-0. and oh. well, we'll I, get, I really I really am. We'll get more into that here in just a little bit. We got Alex Halstead on the way, but quickly we go out to the Draft House 50 hotline. He's the sports director at KCCI, number one in the market. He's number one with us. He has Andy Garman. What's up, Garman? Did we find Brinson? Is Brinson there? <laughs> He's here. I'm here, buddy. I am here, pal. <laughs> All right. I just was worried there for a minute. I thought Jimmy B just taking an early siesta or something on us, you know? Well, it's, it's happened in the past. We all know that. <laughs> Andy, uh, Andy, congrats on breaking the story. Excellent story. My first question to you is, do you believe that Marty – Marty Martin, the president, gave Hatfield Club time to find another job to make it look like this is not being kicked out, that this was a mutual agreement between both parties. Well, I first of all, thanks for having me on, Phyllis. I'll say this. I'm going over to talk to Sandy Hatfield Club right now, uh, and I'll have a better picture of her point of view uh, in half an hour, but I'll say this. Yes, I believe that it really was a mutual decision. I believe that she uh, had time to, to search out something else. I mean, if it was anything but, uh, Drake wouldn't have sent out a press release that said, by the way, she's going to a new job at this place at this time. Uh, I, I think that uh, I think that if this, this move has probably been in the works for a while, uh, mm-hmm. but it's just a matter of... of you know, making sure that all the, the pieces fit and, and make sure that uh, things were beneficial to everybody. And uh, and I think, I really do think Drake sends Sandy on her way uh, in large part very thankfully because I think that over 11 years she's done a lot of things that, that will be big for Drake, not only now but in the future. Uh, there are certainly some some bruises. You know, there are a few things that, uh, that, that certainly are something you'd, you know, you'd like to take back or you'd like to have a second swing at. But, uh, but I think that her, her tenure will be looked upon favorably as we get down the road. Take us back then to the hiring of Nico Medved. If there were maybe some wheels in motion for Sandy to at least be looking around for other opportunities, how much sway do you believe Marty Martin had in the hiring decision of Nico Medved? Or was that 100% in Sandy's court? Uh, I'm told that it was a team effort in that uh, hiring process and, and that the president was in many ways the captain of the team. I think Sandy had a lot of say and had a lot of, uh, of sway in the matter. But uh, I do believe that, that Marty Martin was the guy that was kind of hands-on in that, in that coaching search. In much the same way that you know, Stephen Leaf was pretty hands-on in the hiring of uh, Steve Prohm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think the, I think the days of, of university presidents letting their ads do that on their own are are 
pretty long gone now. I think the university presidents like to have a hand at everything. Uh, and so, uh, to me, Marty Martin playing a big role in that uh, is not a huge shock, but I think, yes, he was he was heavily involved in the hiring. Andy Garman is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Andy, let me follow up. Uh, you're correct in stating that Hatfield Club had a lot of successes, uh, including fundraising, including getting a new practice facility built, including helping the Drake Relays, making it what it is today. However, at the close of her tenure, swing and missing on a couple of head basketball coaches, the lawsuits that are currently involved with the university is this also a way then with her now leaving to settle those lawsuits out of court and clear the air for the next person coming in? Well, that's, I mean, that's a lot of conjecture. I, I would think Drake would attempt to do that, but I would have no idea of, of knowing how plausible that is. Uh, I, I just think that, look, the reality is, I think, if she, if there isn't a lawsuit from, from Scott Kerr, and if there isn't the lawsuit from uh, Courtney Graham, the former women's assistant, uh, and if men's basketball, if she's not hiring her third coach in whatever, eight years, nine years, um, right. then maybe she's not leaving today uh, or, or leaving on Friday. But I think with the reality, when you, when you take a step back and you look at the total picture, I, I think that it all played a part. Uh, into into making this decision, this mutual decision, come to fruition. Do I think that Drake then will try to, to make the lawsuits go away? Yeah, they might, because if you're an AD candidate, I don't know that that's the first thing you want to do when you step onto campus is, is deal with, you know, headaches of the person before you in the same way that, you know, if you're the new CEO of a company or if you're the new boss anywhere, you're probably not anxious to jump into somebody else's minefield. Um, but it would not be, you know, it's not a total surprise uh, that they might be making a move like that. So, Andy, uh, last thing for we will let you run on this as you uh, get ready to head over Sandy Hatfield Club, an interview you'll see on KCCI this evening. Uh, any names right away that make sense in the AD search? It's completely different than a coaching search where you're looking to connections to the university, to the state, whatever it may be. Kind of a different realm there with the AD. Any names right away that pop off the top of your head or still probably too early to start to think of that? I think it's too early, and I think the difficult thing is, you know, an AD search is really out of nowhere. Nobody talked about Gary Barta. Nobody knew who Jamie Pollard was. Nobody knew who Sandy Hatfield Club was. Sure. Um, you know, I, I think that the hires for AD, really the only person that, that has hired locally the last two hires at AD has been Northern Iowa with Troy Dannon and then uh, in, in David. Uh, now I'm blanking on his last name. Harris. David Harris. Uh, David Harris, yeah, from Iowa State. So the I, I think this hire could come from anywhere, quite frankly. Marty Martin's probably got people already looking into it uh, to see what's what's available and what's possible. So, Andy, thank I, you for your time, buddy. Somebody yeah. we've never heard of. Yep, I got you. Yep. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, and great job on the story, pal. It's always fun yeah, when you come on the show. We we appreciate you. Well, I appreciate it. Trent's got my number, and I never give it to you, Jim, on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> good call. You know, good call, Andy. Thank you. Bye now. <laughs>
That's great. That's a great way to end that interview. That was awesome. Coming up on the other side, we transition more local sports, this time the Cyclone Realm as we go up to Ames and our man on the scene, Alex Halstead. He was there for practice yesterday with the football team. We'll get his thoughts, what he saw, some questions, and more. Iowa State Talk next. As we continue on, it's Jimmy B and TC right here on the Big Talker 1700. 1700 KBGG is the Big Talker in Des Moines with Jimmy B and TC. Noon to 3, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. At Wolf Construction, we do many large construction projects across the Midwest. But we started as a roofing company, and we're still a roofing company today. As many of you know, severe weather and hail swept through central Iowa and the Des Moines metro. Wolf Construction was here long before these storms, and will be here long after. We're much more than a pickup and a ladder. A roofing team is here to serve you for years to come. With our one-day get-it-done approach, we're known as a roofing machine. Call Wolf Construction for a free estimate at 515-225-8866 or visit us on the web at wolfconstruction.net. At Wolf Construction, we take your roof personally. Do you see cracks in your foundation, brick, or drywall, or doors and windows that stick? These are all signs of serious settlement issues. Call Midwest Basement Systems for all things basementy. Basement waterproofing, basement structural repair, foundation settlement repair, and wall straightening and bracing too. Our engineered solutions will stabilize and lift your home back to level, putting you back on solid ground. Call Midwest Basement Systems today. Midwest Basement Systems got the fix. Call 289 Flow Rider, live. There's only one flow and one ride. Tuesday, August 15th, 8 p.m. Iowa State Fair Grandstand in Des Moines. Hey, I heard you were a wild one. Flow Rider, live on stage. Party rocker, for show popper, more shampoo, number one club popper. Tuesday, August 15th at 8, Iowa State Fair Grandstand in Des Moines. His latest album, My House, available now. Welcome to my house, baby, take control now. Reserved seat tickets on sale now through etix.com and the Iowa State Fair ticket office. Convenience charges apply to all tickets. For more information, visit iowastatefair.org. Flow Rider. Hey, it's Trent Condon here from Jimmy B and TC. If you've been talking and thinking about improving your health, I have an idea for you. Do what I did. Call New Leaf Wellness. My weight had been increasing, my endurance during workouts was waning, and I was just feeling sluggish. New Leaf Wellness put together a program to help me lose weight, improve my energy, and they can do the same for you. Call New Leaf Wellness today at 515-650-1358 to schedule a free, no-obligation consultation. That's 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. And tell them TC sent you. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR.
It's baseball season, and if you're looking for a place to go for all the MLB games, make it Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Cubs, Twins, Royals, White Sox, Cardinals, even the Brew Crew, or an out-of-market game. Draft House 50 has you covered with the MLB Extra Innings Package. Upscale bar food, an amazing beer selection, and on the weekends, brunch and Bloody Mary Bar every Saturday and Sunday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Draft House 50 Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Kate here with Food Dudes Delivery. Are you tired of the same old delivery options? Well, Food Dudes Delivery can solve that problem for you. We deliver for restaurants that don't do delivery. Order through us at fooddudesdelivery.com. Food Dudes Delivery offers commercial and residential delivery service along with the option to pre-order. Our delivery rate is always a flat fee, so whether you're ordering $15 for yourself or $300 for a party, it's going to be the same flat fee. We deliver all throughout the metro area, always keeping your food hot and fresh. Food Dudes Delivery has a vast range of food options for you to choose from. So place your order for lunch today, dinner tonight, or your office tomorrow at fooddudesdelivery.com. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody, welcome back in. We roll all the way till 3 o'clock. Uh, Mitch Holtis from uh, Kansas City Chiefs training camp coming up in roughly about, oh, what, 15 minutes from right now. But now we switch gears from Drake University, where they are now looking for a new athletic director, to Alex Halstead, 24-7 Cyclone Alert on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines, where the Cyclones are gearing up for the upcoming college football season. Alex, good afternoon to you, pal. Good afternoon, guys. How are you guys doing? Uh, we're doing great, Alex. Let's start first with the and, – and Trent and I kind of talked a little bit about it, about an article written by uh, Randy Peterson – uh, about how Joel Lanning prepping to be a NFL linebacker. I mean, can we just slow down just just a little bit here with the guy making that transition from starting quarterback to starting linebacker? Please just slow down. Yeah, I think it's that time of year where people are just excited to kind of uh, see what these guys look like. And um, I didn't I didn't read the the article, but. Um, I do know, you know, obviously there's not tape on him at linebacker right now, and so that's kind of would be the big question if he even has a shot to play at the next level. And, um, you know, maybe this position change gives him a better shot eventually down the road. That's probably getting way too far ahead of ourselves because he probably does have a better, you know, chance as, as some a lot of uh, college quarterbacks do to get at least a training camp invite at a different position than quarterback. But uh, we probably need to see him against Northern Iowa and Iowa and Akron and probably three, four games before we even know what he kind of is as a linebacker. Well, one of the big things uh, I saw in your notebook yesterday over at CycloneAlert.com is you had a chance to uh, go through, watch a little bit of practice yesterday morning, and you talked about some of the weight changes that were happening out there. And maybe one of the biggest ones is the uh, grad transfer Reggie Wilkerson, listed as a strong safety, and you said, a oh, guy at 165 strong safety. Well, since he arrived on campus, he's gone up and gained 15 pounds. A lot of guys making some pretty big improvements there in the weight room and adding some good weight, it sounds like. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things when you go out and watch practices, and you started to know it, notice it a little bit last spring, but when you go out and watch practices and you see some of these guys, they just look different than maybe we saw in the Paul Rhodes era. And we started seeing some bigger guys towards the end of the Paul Rhodes era. 
But, you know, some of those linemen that would come in would just be small. You know, they'd be, you know, these six four guys that didn't have a lot of weight. And now the only guys that you see that small are really the guys that play that Leo position for Iowa State uh, on the defensive line. Um, you mentioned Reggie Wilkerson at the safety spots gained 15 pounds. He didn't go through a spring ball because he was transferring from George, and so he had lost some weight. They've already put 15 on him and, you know, give him another month. He's probably more where they want him to be as a safety. Um, you know, some of the other just in, impressive weight gains, I guess, or any Wazrika is a true freshman, or I guess he's a redshirt freshman now, is 6'6", 288. And he's added eight pounds in the summer, and that was after adding probably 20 pounds since he got here last August. And so when you just see some of those guys, you know, guys a guy like Wazrika who's a redshirt freshman, but he's 6'6", 288 mm-hmm. as a defensive end, or Matt Leo, um, who comes in, and obviously we've talked about his size before, but some of their linemen, I think their offensive linemen average closer to 300 pounds, which is one of the bigger offensive lines we've seen at Iowa State in quite some time. So it just, and Matt Campbell said this too, but they just look more like a Big 12 team than they did maybe 16, 18 months ago when Campbell got here. And that's kind of the biggest thing that maybe allows them to start to compete more is just kind of looking to part, and, and now that just gives them a chance to maybe be a little bit more competitive. Alex Halstead is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline. We're talking Iowa State Cyclones with Alex. Okay, it's my contention, the more that I take a look at the schedule, Alex, that I pretty much think that they are going to have to go, meaning the Cyclones, 3-0 and in order to have a legitimate shot. That's in non-conference play. To have a legitimate chance of being a bowl team. Are you in that category, or do you believe that they could still make that six-game threshold if, indeed, they went two and one? I think, yeah, they for sure got to go two and one. I think, you know, obviously the three and zero gives. I think if they go three and zero, they put themselves in really, really good position um, to go to a bowl game. I think it, you know the odds would probably be in their favor to go to a bowl game at that point, and there'd be a lot of disappointment if you start three and zero and then don't win at least three of your last nine games from there. But I think they could still maybe do it at 2-1, and one, and I mostly say that because I think there's a lot of questions about the Big 12. We don't know really what Baylor's going to be until I think we get into that season and see what the new coaching staff looks like, and they have a lot of new pieces. You know, they're recruiting well, but those recruits aren't in Waco, Texas yet. And uh, Texas, how do they respond to an early game uh, under Tom Herman? They'll be coming off, they'll be coming off a UC, USC game. And um, so I think there's a lot of questions in, in the Big 12. You know, Iowa State should be really competitive with, uh, Kansas and um, Texas Tech and West Virginia. Some some of these metrics you look at is more of a toss up than you would you would predict. And so, you know, I think there is enough uncertainty about the Big Twelve after maybe Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and a lot of people have Kansas State up there. That maybe there's some games to get there. But when you look at Iowa State history, you know, I don't I don't going that back to at least the beginning of the Paul Rhodes era. They you know, never won more than you know three Big Twelve games. I think so. You know, it puts you in a tough position. Uh, if you don't go 3-0, and but, you know, I think with the uncertainty of the Big 12, maybe they have a chance, but for sure, you know, they've got to beat you and I in Akron, and if they can beat Iowa, I think it puts themselves in, in a good position uh, to maybe, um, you know, go to that bowl game, and I think their first seven games are probably their easier seven of, of the schedule, and so it'll be interesting to see how they kind of get off to a start. Well, Alex, that kind of leads to uh, my next thought as you, you break down the schedule. Let's say that they do get through that TCU game, and they have five wins. Now, they wrap up with three of their last four on the road. At West Virginia, the one home game, Oklahoma State, one of the favorites in the conference, and then at Baylor, at Kansas State. If that's the case, they're 5-3 and three going into that last four. 
out of that group, what would you give them the best opportunity to win out of that group of four? How would you kind of rank those games uh, at West Virginia, Okie State, at Baylor, at K-State? Yeah, that's a, a good question. I, you know, I maybe would put Baylor up towards the top because I just think there's so many questions with that team, and I think maybe people feel uh, feel different ways about them. But I'd probably put them at your best chance, and I'd partially say that because also, you know, Kansas State is a, a team that's picked third in the league this year. I think uh, gets overlooked a little bit because they aren't as flashy of a pick, maybe. And I would say it's lost the last nine, and yeah, eight of those last nine that they've lost to Kansas State have been by one score, but. Until they get over that hump, you know, that's a tough game on the road. Uh, you know, Kansas State could be playing for uh, positioning going into that last week. So, um, especially, you know, with, with that conference championship and that sort of thing. Oklahoma State, we saw what they did last year. Iowa State had a chance to beat Oklahoma State last year, but their offense is just so good. Um, you know, and then West Virginia, I think, uh, is a tough one because it's on the road. But I'd maybe go Baylor, West Virginia, Kansas State, Oklahoma State in terms of order of their best chances to get a win there. But, you know, the Baylor being at the top is mostly because I think there's a lot of uncertainty there, and they go to a gauntlet of a schedule leading up to that. And so if they do struggle, do they start to fold? You know, some of those guys are on their way out, or um, do they kind of see that they have some chances to win some games late? Alex, let's go to, I think, uh, Trent and I both believe the most important aspect of the Cyclones, and that is offensive line. You know you have a pretty good quarterback in park. You have terrific running backs. You have a wide receiver core that a lot of teams in Power 5 conferences would die for. But it's the offensive line. In your estimation, where is the offensive line, and will it be good enough to protect the quarterback? I think the offensive line is looking like it's going to be much better than it was last year, just from a a skill standpoint, and not to say – you know, last year they relied so much on, on Nick Fed and Brian Shetta, who played really great, especially for the fact that, you know, Shetta, I don't think had ever taken uh, first-team reps, you know, before Campbell got here as a walk-on, and, and Fed was a walk-on himself, or I think had started one Big 12 game or one college game, uh, which was the year before, and they really pieced things together. And this year they're kind of to the point where they kind of know where guys are going to be. They're not trying to figure out where guys are going to play as much as just trying to get them the reps. Um, you know, they've got Oge Udugu in there who's been in the program for a full year, but he didn't get here until late last year, and so he wasn't in shape, and he wasn't ready to play. They had the luxury to redshirt him, and Campbell said he thinks he maybe had um, the best spring or best offseason for linemen. He looks a lot bigger, and that's kind of the big thing. We go back to the beginning uh, with Trent's question. This offensive line just looks bigger. You know, mm-hmm. Bryce Meeker, I think, has added uh, 15 pounds. Julian Good-Jones has added weight. Uh, like I said at the beginning, I think they're going to average close to 300 pounds, and so they, they just look stronger. Um, they look a little bit more capable. Now, the big question is the depth there. You know, I think there's probably seven bodies they can count on right now. You'll see how, how do some of these other guys um, maybe step up if they do have injuries, and that's the big thing with any team is is the depth. You know, good teams typically have depth, and so when they have an injury, they can have somebody step up and, and not lose as much of a beat. And In recent years for Iowa State, if they lose an injury, and they have they had some capable starters, but if they lose guys to injuries, their number twos aren't even really close in the past, and they're starting to get to the point where they're a little bit closer. And so, how do guys like Josh Knipfel uh, step up, you know, as a, as a backup offensive lineman if they need him to step in and and that sort of thing? I think it's going to be the question. But I think the five, six, seven that they have uh, are capable of protecting Park and and creating holes in their run game. Um, but they got to stay healthy, and that's always a question for. Uh, any offensive line, and, and 
uh, we'll find out. And I think Iowa State just wants to get to September 2nd for sure without losing someone like they did last year with Campos. Yeah, depth certainly is something that is still going to be an ongoing process as Matt Campbell looks to build things. Last thing from me, uh, Alex, I'll let Jim finish up with you here. Uh, some of the news and notes that came out yesterday. What's the latest that you can tell us uh, with a, a possibility of Tom Goa making his way in? At least Campbell sounds like he's uh, pretty likely, but you're talking about a guy that's not going to have – he's certainly missing time right now, important time for a guy making the transition in from Juco ball. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the thing that fans have been – you know, kind of a it's kind of the Cameron Lard factor where yeah. it's always a mystery that people are kind of intrigued with, and um, this is a guy that's the number twenty nine overall JUCO in the country. You know, has got size and three hundred and ten, three hundred and fifteen pounds. A guy you can plug in the middle. You know, people hope. Campbell says he will. He's finishing up classes and will be here by the end of the week. But there, the uncertainty kind of is kind of twofold. One is like you said, if he does get here, say by the end of the week. You know, he's just getting started next week. I think it would be crazy for people to think, you know, for sure he's going to come in and he's going to be the number two guy or the starter on September 2nd. You know, that's three looking three, four weeks out, you know, for a guy to come in. First of all, him being in shape and football shape or football reps is completely different. And when we've seen Juco's come in the past, you know, we saw Oge Udigu come in late last year, and he was here, you know, we're talking late May, June, and he wasn't ready. And it's different for every player, but a lot of Juco's that come in, period, you know, if, if they don't come in at the mid-year, take some five, five, six games, I think they say four, five, six games to be acclimated. So if he could contribute mid-season, maybe that would be great for them. The second part of it is it depends how he gets here because he can transfer to Iowa State. You know, the NCAA allows you to transfer, I think, with a 2.0 GPA to practice. But if you don't have at least a 2.5 GPA when you transfer, you can, you have to, you can practice, but you can't play. If you have a 2.5 or better, you can also play. And so there's two scenarios there. You know, they're saying he's going to get here, but they haven't been as specific about is he actually going to play this year. So that will be interesting to watch as well, I think, in the weeks ahead. Alex, uh, this is uh, somewhat related to Cyclone basketball, but it is out of Kansas State where apparently they have announced a two-year contract extension for basketball coach Bruce Weber. Uh, a lot of people thought Weber was going to get the axe at the end of the season, and then K-State got into the tournament. A two-year deal for Weber. Surprise you? Yeah, it actually just saw that right before I came on here, and there were a few reporters up here, and we were kind of shocked that, you know, you wouldn't just let this next year play out and see what happens. But, you know, I guess you can always get out of a contract whenever. And But, yeah, it's it, pretty surprising to see him give him two years instead of just coaching out this next year and seeing what happens um, from there. I don't know all the details about the money and that sort of thing. Obviously, like we all know, you can get rid of a coach whenever you want to as long as you're willing to pay that. But, you know, I think right. Kansas State, Iowa State, uh, Oklahoma State, Texas Tech, those would probably be teams that four teams that people think will be in the bottom of the Big 12 this next year. And, um, you know, I think Kansas State returns some pieces, but it's not like they're going to all of a sudden jump to the top of the league and that sort of thing. At least that's not the expectation. So it would be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and kind of odd timing, you know, to me. You know, I know they just got a new AD, and maybe he wants to show his confidence in him, but uh, I would have thought you'd wait maybe another season and then see what happens. Alex, out of time for today. Always good catching up with you, man. Appreciate it. Great stuff from Ames. The notebooks are up. CycloneAlert.com. Have a good one, Alex, and we'll talk again soon. Yeah, thanks, guys. Have a good rest of your week.
See, Alex, good luck to you, pal. There you go. Alex Halstead, Cyclone Alert, on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Trent, before we get to uh, Mitch Holtis here quickly. in our next, uh, yes, we'll do it quickly. Uh, just to update everybody, if you just happen to turn the radio on, Sandy Hatfield Club out at Drake as athletic director, accepting a new job, and so Friday will be her last day. Just to update that top story. We'll take the time out here. Mitch Holt is next. Jimmy B and TC. Hey, it's Tiki Barber and Brandon Tierney. We are Tiki and Tierney, giving you the big scoop on all the games. Afternoons on the Big Talker, 1700 KBGG. Boom. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50. A place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Can you finish this little ad phrase? You're in good hands with... Right, most people know it's you're in good hands with Allstate. But this message isn't about insurance. It's about how your memory works. Why is it you remember certain ad messages and literally hundreds of songs that you never set out to memorize? That's the power of sound. It can make a good tune or a good idea stick. Now here's a question. Would you like to learn the five secrets of making a message for your business sticky? You know, memorable and powerful? Then just call us and ask to speak to our ad strategy manager. He'd be glad to share them with you. No obligation. The good thing is, with radio, you can afford to get sticky. Then when someone's in the market for what you sell, who are they going to remember? If you want them to remember you, take advantage of radio. The power of sound. Hi, this is Clint Burkhall. If you'd like to learn the five secrets of a powerful campaign, just call me here at the station, 331-9200. We are glad to share them. Daddy, where do babies come from? Uh, well, uh... Honey? Mommy went to the store. Oh, well, you see, um... Well, there's a mommy and a daddy, right? Right. And see, when they call GEICO, uh, they could save a bunch of money on car insurance. Oh, really? And that makes them happy? Yes, that makes them very happy. That's good. Yeah. Well, I'm glad we could have this talk, Sunshine. <laughs> GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. Life's never perfect, but as realtors, we know living it in the perfect place can make a big difference. Imagine hiding from your screeching children in that spacious walk-in closet. Watching the neighbor's dog poop on the freshly sodded grass you negotiated during closing. Dropping your cell phone in the toilet of the spa-like five-piece bathroom. Again. <laughs> so get the perfect place to house all of life's imperfections. Get Realtor. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Are you in the mood for real, classic, homemade Italian food? Well, I have the spot for you. It's Villaggio. Two locations. The newest location in Urbandale, 2675 100th Street. The original in Norwalk. Classic dishes like cavatelli, spaghetti, lasagna, and vodka rigatoni. Top-notch pizza and awesome sandwiches. A great happy hour and Italian done right. Villaggio. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. 
Live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Welcome back once again. Jimmy B and TC here on the Big Talker 1700. It is time as we flip the calendar to our favorite spot each and every year, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. He joins us each and every weekday at 140 throughout training camp. A breakdown of the Chiefs and, of course, your home all season long of the Kansas City Chiefs is right here on 1700. Mitch, not only the voice of the Chiefs, longtime voice of the Kansas State Wildcats and his alma mater, Jimmy B., K-State making a little bit of news today. He was with Bruce Weber's new deal. We say hello to Mitch on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Mitch, it's great to have you back on, man. Remember, I'm trying to think of my 12 years as the voice of the Wildcats. I remember Eric Half wanting to challenging me a fight at half court one night. Um, at Hilton Coliseum, he's one of headbutt me, and I was like, "Dude, I don't, I don't think that's going to work." But uh, he just kind of got crazy that night. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's a life, that's a life ago. Yeah, an interesting move. I mean, new AD, you guys know him, mm-hmm. uh, and to extend Bruce will be much discussed in the land of the Wildcats. Yes, uh, Gene Taylor, the new athletic director there. He was the athletic director at North Dakota State, then came to Iowa as the number two guy behind Gary Barta before making his way down to Manhattan. So he makes the decision to give this extension to Weber. I don't think this is going to be greeted with welcome arms uh, from people down to Manhattan. And then they have, I think, a maybe even more interesting saga happening with Bill Snyder battling throat cancer, spring game, wasn't even able to make his way through it, had to go up to the press box. We know there is something that is going to have to be decided it sounds like Bill Snyder wants his son to be the one that takes over for him. Many people in Manhattan not exactly excited about that. Gene Taylor kind of walked into a hornet's nest of athletics. Yeah, but I'm, it sounds like he's been through uh, hornet nests uh, in his career some. And, you know, honestly, with Bill Snyder, he is highly regarded in Des Moines. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has tons of friends there. I've met friends of friends uh, in Des Moines. Uh, down through the years because of all of his years with Hayden Fry at Iowa and, and the impact Bill had with Iowa before what he did at Kansas State, which is arguably the greatest job ever done in the history of college football. And he's done it over a generation. It lasted, you know, 20-some years. But it will be interesting to follow that decision and and, uh, and where it goes. The other thing with this season with them is they've got an Iowa at quarterback who's they think is going to be really good. I mean, he's coming back from an injury, but He's healthy. They could have a good season, as could the Kansas City Chiefs. The K-State now with their eye on a quarterback, I think they can do some good things with him. Mitch Holtis is our guest on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay, Mitch, to the Chiefs right now, and I know it's early in training camp. What have you seen? What has kind of caught your eye that you could fill in Chiefs fans in our listening area? The first uh, item that has been consistent is that this team is much more athletic on both sides of the ball, and it starts with Tyreek Hill. It has been a freak show. Remember last year, Tyreek Hill led the National Football League in punt returns. What was overlooked was the fact that he had 61 catches. He was the leading wide receiver, in quotations, on the team. Kelsey had the most receptions as being the number one productive tight end in the NFL with Gronkowski's injury. But Tyreek Hill now, more of a prominent part of the offense, if you will. I want to play the Lakers Showtime music every time he walks on the field. Guys, he has done 
one, two, or three spectacular, spectacular things in every session. He runs 23 miles an hour in shoulder pads. He's really the best route runner we have in our entire camp, and he's got terrific instinct, and he's tough. He's not real big. He's like a Darren Sproles body, but he is, if, if he stays healthy, he will be, if not the most electrifying, one of the top three electrifying players in the entire NFL this year, and you know he's ready to let it fly and, and take it to another level. You know, uh, we, we played the clip yesterday you had with him, Mitch, uh, with Tyreek yeah. Hill, and, and talking about that. You know, you had the question as we were co- corresponding on email, if he stays healthy. You mentioned not a real big guy, and, and it sounds like a, a move away from kick returns. Is it as simple as that? A, you have a pretty good guy back there that can return kicks and Thomas, but secondly, just trying to minimize those hits as, men- as much as possible. Yeah, but he's also, I mean, he is strong. He would win the Iowa State wrestling title. I mean, he, he's, he's like Sproles. You know, Sproles hasn't had a lot of injuries in his career. Right. If you go back and look at it, and he's small, but he's really compact and physical. And it's hard to get a real good hit on him. Same thing has happened here, and I saw it last year, where the Tyreek lines up in the backfield as a wide receiver. It's hard to get a real shot on him. And so the fact that he's got instinct, in fact, he's got terrific hands. He was doing a drill yesterday where he was right in front of the jugs gun. You know, that thing seems it's dangerous to stand in front of it. He's standing right in front of it with his hands, like snapping the ball as it barely came. I don't even know how he did it. I've never seen anybody do it. His hands are that strong. Uh, he's a unique dude. I'm telling you, this is a, he does some subhuman stuff. Mitch, take me now to the quarterbacks. We all know it's Alex Smith who's going to be the starter, and rightfully so. But what has Patrick Mahomes shown you that makes you start to believe that he is the quarterback of the future? Talent, uh, Jimmy B, and resourcefulness. Now, I mean, Iowa State fans know him. They've seen him for three years. And the thing that Patrick is going to have to learn is in the NFL, you don't win games 67 to 58. (laughs) And that has been the way his career has been, either at Tech or even in his high school days at Tyler, Texas, White House High School. But he has engineered scoring drives. He had a two-minute offense. This is Tuesday. This is Sunday practice. He had a two-minute offense. He had to have a touchdown. You're down for like a real-life, real-world experience. And in seven plays, he got him there in a minute eight, and that was an 80-yard touchdown drive in the two-minute. Hurry up. Uh, yesterday, he had an uh, 8-play, 88-yard drive. We converted 2nd and 15, 3rd and 12, and a 3rd and 5. Touchdown. Then he went for 2, made it. I mean, he's, he's making shots if this was a uh, basketball analogy. He has, he has unusual talent in his ability to move and with his arm. He just has to learn to play this game. But the Chiefs' kingdom has got to have a little bit of education here is because they haven't done this, guys. Chiefs haven't drafted a guy like this in 37 years. He wow. is not the guy. He is to apprentice this year and learn, and he has a lot to learn. But he has dazzled the crowd so far when he's had the opportunities. We'd be remiss in our first conversation of the training camp reports with Mitch Holtis uh, not to ask you about the summer of a, a little bit of tumult out there. John Dorsey let go. It was the timing of it was what made it just so incredibly odd. New uh, new GM now making his way through as taking over will be Brett Veach. Tell us a little bit about Veach and just the oddity that is a, a GM being fired just, uh, what, a less than a week before July. 
Yeah, it was indeed interesting. But Clark Hunt had mentioned uh, a week ago yesterday when he did the formal announcement of each that it was months and months of study, months and months of evaluation. And Clark Hunt uh, is a not impetuous at all. He is, he is going to labor through that decision to try to make the right decision. I feel badly for John Dorsey. John is a great guy. Uh, and you got Packer fans in, in Des Moines in the area. And, I mean, he was a Packer for a generation as a player and in the front office. And I wish him and Patricia the best. I don't know where they're going to land, but they'll land somewhere. Mm-hmm. Beach has been with Andy Reid for 11 years. And he, has, he, he is almost like the guy who was the basketball manager at Iowa, Iowa State, Drake, or Northern Iowa, and became the head coach. That's kind of what you got with Beach. He is organized. He is very cap uh, savvy. And in this world of the NFL, you watch the cap like a commodities broker watches the markets. You have to watch it every day, not only your team, but the other 31 teams. And Veach has grown up with that. Uh, and so, but there's going to be some on-the-job training. Veach is young, and there will be some trials and tribulations along the way as he learns that every day is a different day in this league. You know, kind of reading between the lines about this, one of the things that, that jumped out is Dorsey, you know, such a great evaluator of talent, but maybe the, the, all the other parts of the GM role just weren't very good. And after, you know, a big cog that was a part of that, uh, Chris Ballard left for the Colts, maybe that uh, disrupted things too much for it to hold together. Do you go along with that line of thinking? I'm going to stay out of that conversation. Okay. Uh, quite honestly, and, and uh, those are points that need to be discussed. I'm gonna, I'll sit there and listen to you say them, okay. and then try to go through that in my mind. I know this: Chris Ballard is a—that's your next star in this league, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. He turned down San Francisco. He was great for us, great for us, and turned down San Francisco. Something didn't quite work with Tampa Bay. He was a strong candidate for the Chicago Bears. But Chris is the kind of guy who can wait and pick the right job. And he did that. When Indianapolis opened up, when they fired Ryan Grigson, I go, "Uh uh-oh, we're not going to keep him now. Because the Indianapolis market fits his family, very similar to Kansas City, but with Andrew Luck there. And there's a lot of work to do there, more than people think, because Luck kind of masks a lot of things there with uh, the Colts. But uh, Chris Ballard gets it, and he has been a big part of our four years of winning 43 games here. We're talking right now with the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He is Mitch Holtis with us on the Draft House 50 Hotline. Last thing here for you, Mitch. Uh, I was going through the injury update from today's camp. You got your standard things. Uh, uh, Sharkandrick West, ankle, Tom Bahali, knee, Chris Jones, knee, Derek Johnson, tooth. That one uh, hit me by surprise. What's happened with Derek Johnson's tooth? I don't know. Have you ever had an impacted wisdom tooth? Ooh, I have not, luckily. I've heard it's awful. That's what it is, huh? Okay, everybody listening to us now, growing up in the great city of Des Moines, off your horn, if you've had, like, a real bad wisdom tooth problem, you feel like you're going to die. Mm. And uh, it's like the old Saturday Night Live skit. So <laughs> he had to deal with that. And kind of serious, really. Yeah. But um, I would tell you overall with DJ, because he's been here as long as I have. We've been here a week and a half, because we came with the rookies and the quarterbacks. He and Kelsey have been here all that time. He and Kelsey are both ahead of schedule uh, in their rehab. So that's a setback, but uh, it's the old wisdom to say it's uh, zero fun. Uh, I'd say this, too, today. I mean, when I, when I gave, sent that Tyree Kill uh, sound to you, here's this other thing I would tell you, because you asked me to go right back to the first paragraph. You guys were asking, mm-hmm. what have you learned? 
and I've said there's increased athletic. This is the most athletic Chiefs team I've seen in my brief 24 years as the voice of the Chiefs. But the other thing that is apparent to me now, there's at least six players who are either the elite player at their position or one, two, or three in the entire NFL. I've never seen that in my time with the Chiefs. Uh, Tyreek Hill is that person. I think, again, if healthy, he could be the most dynamic player in the league this year, and that's not just coming from chill play-by-play guy. If they would have seen what I've seen the last five days, it's crazy. All right, two. Uh, then you've got Marcus Peters. If not at the top, he's in the top three of the league. 46 passes defended to U.S. best in the league. 14 interceptions, two pick sixes, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year. Then you got Justin Houston. I'll get to him. Um, I'll get to him later. I'm going to go with Kelsey tomorrow. Uh, we're going to focus on him. But Kelsey is really either he or Gronkowski, one, two in his position in the league. And then I'm going to hit Justin Houston on Friday. But I'll talk about Eric Berry on Thursday. And then you get throw in Dustin Colquitt. But you have guys that are at the top of the league at their spot or near the top. And that's been kind of impressive to see that the Chiefs have these guys uh, at that kind of level of ability. It's always good, man, when we catch up with you, Mitch. Uh, What do you got cooking uh, pizza-wise? Tom Donaldson. Tom Donaldson. I almost had him give me the secret recipe that's under lock and key in Johnston. If you go up there, you look at it at night, you'll see the searchlights, and, but it's under arm guard and lock and key. You'll never get in there to get it. I almost had him. I was, at the, I was in an Iowa Cubs game with him and Matt Donaldson, all their managers, and I almost had him worn down. And then he thought, oh, I see what you're doing. So it stopped it. Right now we got any large specialty pizza, wait for it, 11 bucks. Oof. Wow. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We're getting ready for the state fair, uh, but we got the pizza going at your – Iowa Papa John's, terrific people. Guys, they're just the best. Uh, but I almost had I almost had the recipe in my hand, and then he goes, he saw what I was doing. <laughs> but any large uh, specialty pizza, just 11 bucks. Great go there. Stuff. You go by the Johnston Curve, you'll see a glow there at night. And that's okay. where it's at. But you'll never get down to the cave and get it, or you'll there'll be red dots on your head. Okay. Awesome. Hey, Mitch, we'll talk again tomorrow, 140, each and every day through training camp. Our reports on the Kansas City Chiefs with Mitch Holtis. Thanks, Mitch. See you, boys. There you go, Mitch Holtis on the Draft House 50 Hotline Mill, Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Well, that's been a pretty good couple hours, Trent, and we aren't done yet. No, we got Zuba Mahente coming up. Wolfgang will be here. A busy hour continues next, hour number three. Of the program, Jimmy B and TC, back with more here in a moment. 1700 KBGG is the big talker in Des Moines. With Jimmy B and TC, noon to three, sports talk that rocks. 1700 KBGG. Guys, are you ready to begin your journey to live life better? Are you feeling tired and worn down or looking to improve performance and drive in the bedroom? Looking to burn fat and gain muscle? Then it's time to contact New Leaf Wellness. New Leaf Wellness offers a free, no-obligation consultation. Dr. Robert Seaman and the New Leaf staff will help craft a plan dedicated to you. From testosterone replacement therapy, advanced weight loss, to nutritional therapy, New Leaf Wellness strives to find the plan that will improve your quality of life. Dr. Robert Seaman and New Leaf Wellness. Give them a call today at 515-650-1358. Again, 515-650-1358 for New Leaf Wellness. One more time, 515-650-1358. It's time to live life better with New Leaf Wellness. Call 515-650-1358. 
That's 515-650-1358. Do you see cracks in your foundation, brick, or drywall, or doors and windows that stick? These are all signs of serious settlement issues. Call Midwest Basement Systems for all things basementy. Basement waterproofing, basement structural repair, foundation settlement repair, and wall straightening and bracing too. Our engineered solutions will stabilize and lift your home back to level, putting you back on solid ground. Call Midwest Basement Systems today. Midwest Basement Systems got the fix. Call 289-1606. A Wendy's Frosty is something special. And for a limited time, a Frosty is just 50 cents. An American classic for a classic price. It's not quite a milkshake, not quite an ice cream cone. It's definitely chocolate or vanilla. That choice is on you. Use a spoon or a French fry. Anything goes. A Frosty makes summer special. Yep, there's nothing quite like a Frosty. And there's nothing quite like this deal. A Frosty for 50 cents. Get yours before this deal melts away. Small Frosty only at participating Wendy's for a limited time. Offer not valid in Alaska and Hawaii. Progressive presents Mind Flowness with Flow. Your aura brims with confidence. The Name Your Price tool has given you policy options based on your budget. A source of great power rises from within, like a Tyrannosaurus Rex that can shoot dragons out of its eyes, riding on a tank. Get insurance based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Visit Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is a court-ordered notice. Current and former BMW, Mazda, Subaru, and Toyota owners or lessees can receive payments and other benefits from a legal settlement related to allegedly defective Takata airbags in their vehicles. To see if your vehicle is included and to file a claim, go to autoairbagsettlement.com or call 1-888-735-5596. That's autoairbagsettlement.com or 1-888-735-5596. This is Shaquille O'Neal. And the Shaquettes. Reminding you that anytime. Anytime. Is a good time. Good time. For the cooling, drying, fresh scent of Gold Bond powder spray. Like after the gym. Or a crowded elevator ride. Or golf. Or working with farm animals. Or a hard day's work. Like sports casting. You said it, ladies.